Hubhopper Originals. To start your podcast for free, log on to studio.hubhopper.com. One thing is just look at your current results. Look right where you are right now. Do you have a good job? Do you have good income? And then look at your spending habits. Are you mm. overspending? Where are you spending your money? Are you saving? So start from where you are and mm. that will bring the awareness. So if you're looking like, for instance, before, before COVID, I didn't even realize I would make a journey to Tim Hortons every single day because I left my house, go to networking events or to clients. It's right around the corner. It was an unconscious habit. I was spending so much money on Tim Hortons. Every yeah. single day after COVID, I go, oh, I got extra money. Where is it coming from? <laughs> it was the same. <laughs> so, Tim, not going to Tim Hortons, not eating out at the restaurants all the time. Mm -hmm. Little things like that we can start saving today will make a difference. But if you go back and look at your bank statement and see where are you spending your money, look at your visa. Where are you spending your money? That mm -hmm. will give an indication of how you value your money. Another thing to do is, for me, repetition is everything. Hello and welcome to the Success with Savita podcast, where we share hot tips on how to do life and business without losing your mind. I'm your host, Savita Nanjapa, entrepreneur, high-achieving 9-to-5-er turned transformational success coach, helping you create a wildly successful business. Come hang out with me and other fabulous humans like you every week for stories and chats packed with a healthy dose of tips, resources, how-tos, and real talk. Side effects may include a happier and more confident you with each passing day. Hi, and welcome to the Success with Savita podcast. Joining me today is someone that I met at a networking event online. Yes, during this pandemic, at this event on uh, FemCity. She's part of the FemCity um, networking platform, which is based in North America. And I was on a similar networking event with FemCity where I met Carol. Carol is a trained accountant and she is now a money mindset mentor. I speak about money mindset even in my own workshops and I always like to hear how other mentors, how other money coaches approach money mindset when they're working with their clients. So let me introduce my guest to you. Carol Ward is a money mindset mentor and helps empower women so they can create their desired wealth through her mindset programs and by releasing their money blocks. While Carol enjoyed many years working as an accountant, she felt a calling to work on her inner beliefs, which led her to now being certified as a master NLP practitioner and together with her Chartered Profession Accountant Certificate, the CPA Certificate, uses her knowledge and experience to empower women to look at the finances with confidence and clarity. She is passionate about helping women overcome their limiting beliefs so they can easily manage their finances. Join us in this very easy, smooth conversation with Carol. Hi, and welcome to the Success with Savita podcast. Carol, thank you for joining me today. I think it's such a pleasure to have you here because we've been chatting for some time and I've had this last conversation with you and I feel like your energy is so warm and I'm looking forward to our conversation today. So thank you for being so generous with your time and being on our show. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me on your show as a guest. I'm really excited to be here. Thank you, Sabita. Yes. And with that, let's just dive right in. Um, 
I want to start off with your journey because you've had this long career and <laughs> you had these, um, you've made some changes along the way. And I'd love to hear your story and what made you move into money mindset eventually. Yes. But your journey so far. All right. Well, thank you so much once again. So I studied and became a CPA, Chartered Professional Accountant. Mm -hmm. And I worked in that industry for a long time. I was a controller for many years, loved it. I loved analyzing financial information. However, when I had my kids, my attention and direction changed. I wanted to become a stay-at-home mom. I wanted to enjoy those moments with my kids and I loved it. Now, I did enroll, I did open a part-time accounting business on the side. Mm-hmm. And when my kids started high school, I, I came straight in. Like I came full-time in, in as an entrepreneur. And I decided, you know what, I'm going to get myself a marketing coach. Because coming in, everything had changed. It was no longer the same as when I left the industry. Yes. And I left as a consultant. Now I'm coming back in as an entrepreneur. So I wanted to get some guidelines and how to start this business. So I got myself a marketing coach and it was fantastic because she directed me to which networking activities to go to. She Mm. had me sit down and identify who is my client. Mm. I thought everybody was my client before. So she, I I sat down, identify who's my client and it was great. I met some wonderful people Mm. who turned out to be really great friends and we're still friends now. And um, my business grew really well. And I loved it. But um, Savitha, I found something was missing. Mm. As much as I love numbers, I think what happened when I was in the corporate world, I was using more of my masculine energy because I was working with men and I had to use a different type of energy. When I was home with as a stay at home mom and I was hanging more with the ladies, it was a different energy. It was a feminine energy. It was nurturing. Mm. So now I knew the difference. I became aware of it. And when I came back out in the workplace, I brought that with me and I started to hear more about NLP, which Mm. is Neuro Linguistic Programming. Yes. And how it deals with your thoughts, your beliefs, your mindset. And I was yes. really intrigued. So I registered into the first NLP class, loved it, went on to study it and became a master NLP practitioner and went on to dive deeper and deeper into different courses as well. Mm-hmm. And so I had to make that challenging decision. Yeah. Do I want to remain an accountant mm-hmm. or do I want to bring all this newfound knowledge that I just accumulated. Yeah. And, and the answer, I wanted to be a coach. Yeah. And sometimes we make these decisions, but it was hard to let go of the accounting part because that's what I knew. That's what I was ingrained within me. So yeah. then I decided I'm going to combine both the accountant and the NLP and become a money mindset mentor. The difference is I don't do the accounting work anymore. I advise you where to go and find a good accountant. I advise mm. you how to do your budget. So I do, I tell you how to do it, but I don't mm. do it for you in the accounting world anymore. But I work closely with you on your money beliefs and any beliefs that really affect your life. Lovely. I feel like your journey is so much like mine uh, because, you know, when you, when I was in the corporate world, I was so masculine and then, of course, when I stepped out, I was a different person. And I didn't even know who I was. And then when I wanted to be a coach, I um, I did life coaching. But because I had such a deep 
understanding of business i married that and i'm now a business coach so yeah. i i see so many commonalities uh, in your journey and mine and with that what i would do want to ask you is you know we talk a lot about money mindset and i feel like people still think money mindset means financial literacy okay mm-hmm. they're two different things according to you before we go into what is money mindset why do you think money mindset is so important for everyone that is yeah great question money mindset is really a set of core beliefs that you have about money and these core beliefs were developed as young as you know in your childhood Yeah. from 0 to 7 you could be i just did a presentation for fem city and i was on a panel and i shared a story and i'll share it quickly with you there was this 5 year old girl mary and mm-hmm. she saw her parents fighting constantly about money mm-hmm. so she made that decision as a 5 year old and it was really a story or a belief that she made up money is bad she wants nothing to do with money so when mary turned 50 great job great income no savings she wondered where was her money going it was this core belief in her that money was bad you cannot hang on to it so she did everything unconsciously spending mm. her money and wanted nothing to do with it so every decision she made was based on this old belief that she had and mary was 50 she you know she changed and evolved in other areas of her life you know she got married had kids learned became a lawyer but she never changed her money mindset and it dictated how she view money and how she saved money and how she invested money mm. yeah i see you i hear you i talk about money mindset so um it's really important it can have such a long term impact but how does What's your advice for someone to like? Where does one start? How do they even recognize if they have a a positive mindset about money or not? And how do they get started on cultivating one? Yeah, great question. Thank you. So there's so many tools that you can use. One thing is just look at your current results. Look right where you are right now. Do you have a good job? Do you mm-hmm. have good income? And mm-hmm. then look at your spending habits. are you mm. overspending where are you spending your money are you saving so start from where you are and yeah. that will bring the awareness if you're looking like for instance before before covid i didn't even realize i would make a journey to tim hortons every single day because i left my house go to networking events or to clients it's right around the corner it was an unconscious habit i was spending so much money on tim hortons every yeah. single day after covid i go oh i got extra money where is it coming from <laughs> it was the same <laughs> so, tim not going to tim hortons not eating out at the restaurants all the time mm-hmm. little things like that we can start saving today will make a difference but if you go back and look at your bank statement and see where are you spending your money look at your visa where are you spending your money that mm-hmm. will give an indication of how you value your money Another thing to do is for me repetition is everything. Mm. The more you repeat something you see a pattern. So go back to a few years, even a year bank statement and look at see where you spend your money, where is it going? Yeah. And another thing you can do is just start journaling. Journaling for me when I started to write my money story, it exposed so many things we all think okay, I'm an accountant. I know how to deal with money and yeah. I 
But honestly, there are so many unconscious habits we have within us. We don't realize it until we write it down or we become aware of it and we see that pattern repeating mm. itself over and over. So I would say start from where you are right now. Go back and look at your financial statements. Or another thing you can do, start from where you are, create a budget mm. based on your spending. I know there's some fixed costs in there, like, you know, you've got your rent or your mortgage, insurance, things like that, that are fixed for a time. You yeah. can't touch that. But yeah. look at your variable costs. What is your grocery bill like? What is your gas bill? Like, look at your variable costs and see how can you, how can you tweak those costs? Prepare your budget mm. and live according to your budget. And if you find that difficult, well, then you know you've got some money issues. Something is causing you to spend more than you're yeah. earning. Yeah. Okay, great advice. I agree with journaling to start to see what your patterns are. I think that's a great first step. Once you know once you're aware, but what it is that you're doing wrong, you can fix it. Sometimes we we always like, oh, I don't know where all this money went. Money never stays with me. All of this happens, but we are not taking that time to identify what is it that we are doing. And for some, I think, I don't know if you agree with me on this, but for some, it's really, um, there's a lot of anxiety even looking at your bills. You don't want to look at your bills. You don't want to look at your statements. Have you observed this with clients that you work with? Oh yeah, definitely. Clients will come to me and say, Carol, I received a stack of bill. As soon as I saw it was divisible, it went to the end. It went to the very bottom. Mm. So they're hiding from it the, because they, they know, like you just said, the worry and the anxiety. And sometimes it's when you're not addressing something and you're not working on it, it becomes the unknown black hole. And yeah. that brings the anxiety and that brings the worry. Now, if you start to work on it, you can go to the bank and say, if, if you look at your credit card and it has a big debt, go to the bank and say, listen, how can I bring this down? What can I do? Because credit card have a really high interest rate. And they may come up with some options for you. Reach out to an accountant and say, hey, I need to get my finances in order. And they will see things that you don't know about. Yeah. Right. And they and they can help you give you advice as well. So I would say it's it's worry and it's fear because you don't know what you don't know. And sometimes the ego is so big, the ego don't want to ask for help because you're supposed to know it and, and 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 you don't. And I find with women especially. And I'm so glad that this current generation is changing, but the previous generation, we defer our finances to the men, to the husband, right? And said, you know, the guys will take care of it. I don't have to worry about it. But the sad thing is, if there's a death in the family, or if there's a divorce, the women are left fumbling. They're really struggling because they don't know their finances. They deferred everything and and it can be challenging. So my advice to those people, start today, open those bills. And at some point you have to address it. Why not today? Address it and put a plan in action. And, And as you know, when you start to work on something, it feels so good rather than just putting it away because the worry just increases. Yeah, I know. This is so crazy, because I had a client who was telling me how his, his partner, his wife's money habits annoy him. And I asked him why. And he said, you know, she never knows what's in her bank account, because she doesn't want to see it. She's so afraid that there isn't enough that she doesn't know if I ask her, 
do you have money she says i don't know so these are things that people do sometimes consciously sometimes unconsciously because they just don't want to deal with it and therefore my next question it's a great segue into my next question which is what comes first right money mindset or financial literacy money mindset versus financial literacy what comes first according to you yes and i just want to go back to your previous comment there when you're um the wife the business partner yeah. wife that is kind of scary when a person say i don't know how much yeah. money they have i'm scared <laughs> i would know <laughs> i would know how much i don't have for sure <laughs> because i'll tell you what happens when you go shopping You don't know how much to spend. What if you see a great opportunity to invest in? You don't know. So a lot of opportunities could pass you by when you don't know how much money you have. Yeah. But okay, I just I just had to talk because yeah, I've yeah. seen that with my clients too. They'll come and say, "Oh, what? Where were you? Why didn't I know I had this money? I could have invested." You didn't look right, or 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 sometimes I I spend too much. Where were you? Well, if you had looked at your statement, you would know you can buy this, this, and this. You could buy this, but not all three. So yeah. that's kind of scary yeah. when you yeah. don't know. Um, coming back to your question, though, I, based on my own experience, and everyone has a different experience, I truly believe that mindset comes first. Mm. If you have the mindset that. you are going to be in debt forever guess what you'll see around you yeah. you'll see all ways of overspending and mm. increasing your debt yes if you have or i am not enough you will just see oh i can't go i can't jump in and take that opportunity because i'm not good enough mm. so i really and truly think the mindset come first mm. and then if you've got a wealth mindset you will say hey in set us made small i'm going to go play big i'm going to dive in big i'm going to take the risk yeah and and then look at your financial statement because if you're overspending your financial statement will reflect it yeah if you if you're saving your money if you're investing your money your financial statement will reflect it so i think it's it's a mind it's a mind sense and and remember these beliefs we 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 have to be made up these beliefs they're not true Yeah. You know, law. These are just beliefs that can change at any time, but they were programming to us as children. We made yeah. up these stories, just like you know. I always say Santa Claus was a made-up story. Kids believed in it until they were what five, six, seven, and yeah. then they go to school. Friends talk about it. Hey, what are you talking about? It's a make-up story, and we change, and they change that belief. So all these beliefs are just made-up stories that. Can definitely be changed, and that's why money mindset for me. When I heard it, it was so intriguing because these are actual changes we can start making today and really make a difference in our lives. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. Stay tuned as we take a quick break, and we'll see you on the other side of the show. Nice. Yeah. I didn't even know there was something called my money mindset till I started my own business and I wish I really wish I had started young I wish you know I would have been in a very different place um with my savings with all of that so today I of course know about money mindset and I do the work and I've done the work to turn it around for myself so I have a very um this question always intrigues me because I know this to be true that men manage money very differently <laughs> from women but is it really true and if yes 
um, especially in your, uh, the work that you do is about helping women with their finances and with their money mindset. You don't actually do the accounting, of course. Mm -hmm. Do you find a vast difference in how men manage money versus women? Yeah. Or is it just me? No, it's not you. There's subtle differences. And I'll start with the small thing and then we'll get to the bigger things. Sure. So the small things like, you know, when men go shopping, if they have to go to a wedding or to an event and they have to go get that suit, they walk into the store, they get their suit and they're out of that mall. Whereas mm. women, it's more recreational. We like to go shop. We mm. like to go try on stuff and go, hey, you know what? I'm going to go to the other store and see which one look better. So for us, it's a more of a recreational activity. Men, nope, just get in, get out. So they make a decision really quickly. Um, they invest a lot quicker too. I find women are more cautious. Mm. They like to... Um, probably use safer investment tools and True. study the trend a little bit longer. Whereas yeah. I find men will just dive in and say, Hey, I'm going to take the risk on that investment mm -hmm. and dive in a little bit faster. Um, guys overspend in certain ways and ladies overspend in certain ways. I find ladies love to <laughs> shop. <laughs> yes. and that's where we may overspend guys though. They like their fancy cars as well. Mm, so that may yeah. be another area where they overspend. Yeah. I think when it comes to entertainment in this generation, I think it's, it's even mm -hmm. like to go out to the shows the movies yeah. and, and the bars and so forth. I think that is even so in certain areas, definitely men treat many differently and in some areas it's possibly similar sure I think yeah it's very interesting and I think both are capable of not having a great money mindset or both are capable of having bad um I don't know if I should use the word uh, habit but bad approaches around how they handle money uh but Yes, women, like you said, do like to go shopping. And that's where, you know, a lot of the money goes. I did so much shopping. I'm a recovering shopaholic. I shop so much. I can't even find the clothes now and the cash isn't there either, right? I don't even know where I find So that's what I did in my 20s. So when you work with someone, Carol, what, with, how do you start? Where do you start? What do results look like? What does that entail? Okay, so when I start working at someone, I've, I, I start with a mindset first, mm. because that will trigger me to see where it is that I have to help my client. And that's the first thing is the mindset. And we bring in the financial statements too, because yeah. as you work in on clearing up your mindset, you need to see at the same time, this is what happened. This is what your expenses are. You're overspending. This is your debt and so yeah. forth. So I definitely work on the mindset and there's so many aha moments, right? Oh, I wonder why I was overspending. I wonder why I had no savings. And once they can go back in and have a reason and evidence to say, well, that's possibly the cause, the root cause of it all, yeah. then, and have a different mindset. And I think honestly and truly having a budget really helps because that gives you the discipline that mm. we all need. Like we set goals for a reason because yes. the goals, it's for us, for me, it's an accountability. So I am in accountability programs as well. And with my mentor that keeps account, <laughs> account yeah. of everything that we're doing. So, and it's because of my accountability program and with my goals that I was able to have my website yeah. because that was one of my goals. And I said, this is what I'm going to do within a month. So having looking at your mindset, 
looking at your financial statement and getting a plan in place is really important because awareness is great. Mm. It, sh- it shows you where, you've, where you are, what you've done and setting those goals and the budget mm. will show you where you want to go. Now, the actions will actually determine if you are actually, you know, going to do the work. And, yeah. and to me, that's important as yeah. well is actually doing the, um, taking the steps yeah. and doing yeah. the work. Yeah, following the process. And when you work with someone usually is, do you have, is there a timeline by when you feel that clients start to see results or yeah. it just depends on the work that they put in? Usually always is, of course, in the coaching yes. space. And, and you know what, between the second to the third, I see because the first one, it's all, oh, they're still thinking about it. The they're first curious. month. Yeah. No, okay. the first couple, the first day sessions, they're, they're okay. looking at yeah, it, the first few they're sessions, thinking yeah. about it. And then afterwards they started, okay, especially, and I think once they see the financial numbers mm. as well, that really also helped them because if you're in debt and you working with someone who can help you quickly get out of that, I think that motivates you as well. And if you're working with someone who has the, who is showing you, instead of putting yourself in a box, mm. because if someone may say, I can't see myself getting out of debt. There yes. is that word can't. Mm. As soon as you say that word can't, it puts you in a prison cell. <laughs> you are locked off. But now if someone is saying, hey, you are in debt, but listen, there are various options that you can use that you can quickly get out of that. Yeah. I think people will be pulled over in, especially when, when they hear that they're self-sabotaging themselves, mm. you are doing this to yourself. And when you change your habit, so if you're a constant spender and if you change your habit, this is what life can look like for you. Yeah. Yeah. So having that vision really is important. Yeah. I, and I think it's a sobering thought when you have to look at your financial statements, you have a real wake up call, like you suddenly like you're thinking, right? When your coach, you're working with a coach and the coach is asking you to look at your statements and for someone who hasn't looked at it forever, that can be a huge wake up call. And that's like the breakthrough sometimes. And yeah. I do want to ask you when you said sabotages, because I thought of some of mine uh, that I have done in the past, how has your work changed your approach to money? That's a great question. Yes. How has my work? I am more open to to opportunities before. I am seeing opportunities mm. now, whereas um, before I may have said, okay, I just want to save everything because you want to see that money in the bank. Yeah. I am definitely open to more opportunities, especially in the real estate market right now. I, I really am open to, to more opportunities. This whole, it's not just about money for me. It's yeah. the mindset. And it has changed my life in so many ways. And one of the reasons why I did the NLP, I was ready for it. First mm-hmm. of all, you're, you're always called to do something when you're ready. And I was getting a lot of um, you know, messages. And it came so loud that I had to go take the NLP. And right now I listen a lot. I do meditation. I get a lot of you know, messages. But one yeah. of the reasons why I did the NLP I thought at that time, I wanted to be a leader for my children. I have two daughters yeah. and I wanted to show them that there's 
so many times someone will say, you can't do something. Yeah. You cannot do it. And I want to show them in this world, there's always a way to do every single thing. Everything can be figured out. Yeah. It may not be the same way as you imagine it to be, but mm. it could be done a different way with similar results. And that was the message I wanted to show my kids. And so the first thing I came home and I said to my kids, girls, we're going to stop using our word can't. And at first they said, mom, I don't want to hear the NLP. <laughs> but after my husband was very supportive and we constantly watch our language that we were using in the house because the language you use will either be negative or positive. So yeah. using the words can't in a negative way will say no, it's no is a no. Yeah. But how can you get around a no? A no can be, you know, solved in different ways. And yeah. that's what I wanted my kids to see. And, and eventually, because I spoke about it so much at home, the kids picked up on it. And now I'm so happy to say when they get the word no or can't, they find different options. Like in Canada here, we had no prom for two years. And both yeah. my girls graduated in the last two years, they wow. had no prom at school, but oh. we had prom in our backyard. Okay. <laughs> Find a way around something. So if someone say no to you, how can you make that a yes in your way? Yeah, I think that's something that what you shared is so powerful because I agree on the self-talk and to help help the future right our children be able to find a way to deal with this that's so important and uh, coming to sabotages is there anything that you did in some way that you were sabotaging your own um, income sometimes procrastination gets in the way but what is behind procrastination and for me it's fear sometimes it's the worry that something may not happen and we use procrastination as an excuse so the moment i noticed that i am putting something off mm. i knew something i know something is bothering me yeah. and that's when i will sit down and i will write and 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 for me writing reveal is reveals where my worry in and, and my fears are and then i see a habit but it's the writing and everything comes out as i'm writing right yeah, yeah. I can think of so many sabotages I had. The biggest one was not letting people pay me. Oh. I'd be like, oh, at the beginning of my career, um, I, of my entrepreneur journey, I would do workshops. And because um, I had the corporate network, I had the imposter syndrome as well. So somebody yeah. asked me to do a workshop, I would do it. And then I would be like, oh, you know, you can pay me for the next one. Let me do this one pro bono. Oh, I, I fixed it now, of course. I, <laughs> as you're speaking, I can think of so many that I did. And with that, I do want to ask you, what does a day in your life look like? Oh, so my mornings when I wake up? Okay. Yeah, yeah. like your whole day, how running behind the scenes of your business and what you do in your life, how you spend your weekdays, how you spend your weekends. Okay. All right. So I, I, on my weekdays, I, the first thing I do is coffee. I wake up in the morning and it is my cup of coffee. Mm. And then I do my meditation. I do my journaling and I do my reading. I think reading is so important awesome. because, you know, self-improvement daily and in this world of technology, things are changing so quickly. We have to keep up as well. And I do a lot of, um, um, reading on, on self-growth and, and, mm. and so forth. And, and of course, on money to see what's going on in, yeah. in the money world. So I do a lot of reading. I do exercise now. I'm still not going to the gym. 
So a few friends and I, we, um, just as we're on Zoom right now, we also get together on Zoom and, and we exercise right. as well. Now, during the day, I really believe blocking off time to do mm -hmm. your work is so productive. So no phones, no email, nothing. I just put my head down to paper and, and pen to paper and I just do my work. And I think, you know, Lisa Pinnock. Yes. You know, yes. Okay. Yes. So I'm, she has a book project right now when I'm one of her co-authors and she's a lead author. So okay. every, we used to meet every Tuesday and for that one hour from four o'clock to five o'clock, we just wrote. Mm -hmm. And I found that to be so productive because yeah. emptying everything from your head onto paper is so healing, first of all. Yeah. So yeah, when I'm doing my work, whatever I, I block off, like I like block off an hour at a time and just focus on my work. And then I have Zoom calls such as this, mm -hmm. interviews and so forth that we're helping each other out. And and I also work with Fem City. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm part of Fem City. So like for instance, yesterday I was on their panel. Yeah. We were talking about closing out old stories and how it affects us. So and 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 I still have time for my family and for my mm. friends. My husband works from home. My kids are at university. So my days are a little bit freer now than they were okay. before. And on the weekends, I'm definitely a family girl. <laughs> I meet with my sister. We go out. I meet with my friends. And um, my lifestyle is very, very simple, very easy. But I think the main highlights with my work is when I'm with my clients, I'm with my clients, we block off the time. That's yeah. our time together. When I'm doing my work, I block off the time. And that's where I find a lot of productivity. Yeah, I like your time blocking. I love time blocking. And I like that you shared that. And I do before as we come towards the end of our interview, I do have two more questions. We're not done yet. As much <laughs> as I would love to chat with you. Um, what is your advice for women? I know you've shared so much value already, but if there's like one or two things that you can share as um, advice for women about when it comes to money. Oh, when it comes to money, I would say, don't be scared. Hmm. Don't be scared of money. Just start talking about money, become familiar with money. And one thing you can start to get familiar is write your money story. So that's what I did. I wrote my money story. I got my journal. Oh, I don't have it with me right now. I have my journal and mm -hmm. I wrote my money story. And from that, it revealed so much about my unconscious beliefs, so much about my habits that I was able to follow a pattern. Another thing that I will say, gratitude. For yeah. me, gratitude is really big. And as you're talking about money, have another part of your money story, like right now, like a today money story and a yesterday money story. A today money story is whenever you get money, write it down. Be grateful for it and say, I'm so grateful. I just found 10 cents or yeah. I'm so grateful. I want some money or I received some money. Just write it down. And if you're working with someone and they and they pay you, I'm so grateful this one had someone had the money to pay me. I'm so grateful I was able to help them. Start showing gratitude and also show the value that you give for receiving that money. But just be grateful. And and as the universe say that you're being grateful, they say, hey, this girl is really grateful. I'm gonna start sending more money her way. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Yes. And when you say start writing your money story, um, can you give me an example of what do you mean? Like for someone who's listening to this 
where do they start? Do they write from when they were a child, what they heard about money? What do you recommend? Yeah, definitely. So I would say some questions to ask yourself is, what is one of the earliest memories you have about money? Mm. And once you start writing that down, (laughs) that will really open up your your flow you'll find so much flow in in, in just answering that one question what is your earliest memory mm-hmm. of money um do you find it and then and then once you start that you can start saying um i i have a list of questions that i i give to my clients what is one of your earliest memories um and that's I, okay. I can, we, they can yeah, start I, I can, over there. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But yeah. Well, and, and so that's just your, your money story. Then yeah. your, your money story now is showing the gratitude of yeah. where you're getting, receiving money. The, yeah. the first money story is just to showcase where you, where you're coming from. So we can yeah. look for any, any trends to see what's causing the money. Like, where are you spending money? Like sometimes I know when I, I did my money story, and, you know, this is just me putting myself out there vulnerable. Sure. It's yeah. like one time I went shopping with a friend and I know I only had a certain amount of money to spend mm. on my dress and my friend had more. So we went into a store and she put on this beautiful dress. It looked so good on her. I was tempted mm. to put on a similar dress. I tried it on, fell in love with it. Now my emotions were involved in that dress. And I wanted to get that dress. Mm. So I wrote that story down that even though I couldn't afford that dress, I still went ahead and bought that dress. And, and for me, I started when I was writing that story is why did I do that? What did I not feel enough? Was I comparing myself to someone else? And that's where all of that um, rolled yeah. out. So just write your story yeah. as far back as you can remember and little things that that made an impact on you so things that you did or you weren't comfortable with they'll stick yeah. out in your memory because yeah. it was not in alignment with your values True. those are the things we're looking for yeah so unpack everything and I think uh, thank you for sharing your story I think <laughs> all of us have all of these stories <laughs> which we've like you know hidden at the back of our mind but now to unpack it can be it's, it's a journey. So yes, I, I think that's a great tip to start with writing down the money story so you can see all the patterns. And finally, uh, before I let you go, a mantra you live by, I think you already shared that, but a mantra you live by. Well, you know what, one thing I'm always, like I said, I'm always reading, upgrading myself. One thing that I'm working my current mantra right now is I am happy. Mm. I am happy. And this is why you will always see the smile on my face. And a very pretty smile. (laughs) Thank you. How you feel it inside, your feelings will be reflected in the way you act and in your words, right? So I, my mentor right now is I'm happy. Right now in this particular moment, I, uh, nothing is challenging me. Nothing is coming to harm me. Mm. I am happy in this specific moment so I can't go back and change the past it's already happened it's part of my memories and I'm grateful for it and the future hasn't even happened yet they're all stories that we're hoping will come Mm. true but it Mm. hasn't happened yet all I have control is this very moment and I can smile if I want to smile I can choose to be happy and and those feelings within me 
if I keep saying I am happy, I'm happy, I'm happy, and I choose to believe it because I mean, and here, here's another thing I really want to share with you as we end off this session. A lot of us have mantras and we can say, I'm, I'm wealthy, I am happy. But if you don't believe it, if there's yeah. any doubt to those words and you don't have the feelings, it's just you parroting a word, yeah. I'm happy, I'm happy. It, it has to come from inside. You have to feel it. And as you keep saying, I'm happy, I'm happy, feel it within you and believe it. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I love your mantra. And I think you have a very beautiful smile. So keep smiling. <laughs> and with that, how can our audience connect with you? How can they find you? We will be sharing all your social media links and handles and your website. But I'd love for you to share with the audience listening and how they can reach out to you. Definitely. Thank you so much. I do have my website. It is www.mindsense. And I'm going to spell that because it's spelled a little bit differently. M-I-N-D-S-C-N-Z-E.com. Okay. I'm on Facebook as well. And I do have a Facebook group. I will invite anyone who would like to join. It's Money Matters with Carol. Mm. And I'm also on Instagram, Carol Ward CPA. I'm also on LinkedIn. Okay. So I'm going to drop all the links. And with that, Carol, it's been a fantastic conversation. I love talking money. And as you were sharing, while I do talk about money mindset in my own workshops, I feel like I was reinforcing some of those lessons that I may still, some of those patterns that may still be there. And so thank you for that. Because as we were having that conversation, I was like, yeah, I've got to spend some time on fixing that. And with that, I appreciate your time and I'm so grateful to you for showing up and uh, I look forward to uh, staying connected and I wish you all yeah. the best. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so much for having me, Savita. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you like this episode and you want more, you can go to the show notes on my website, which is successwithsavita.com forward slash podcast. If you like what you've heard so far, I would be grateful to you if you could leave me a five-star review, subscribe to this podcast and share with a friend who may find this useful. You can also follow me on my Instagram at successwithsavita and DM me any questions you may have and I will be happy to answer them for you. Until the next episode, believe in yourself and all the best to your success. This Hub Hopper original ko sunne ke liye aapka shukriya. अगर आप भी अपना पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करना चाहते हैं तो हब हॉपर स्टूडियो वेबसाइट पे रजिस्टर करें और एक मिनट के अंदर अंदर अपना खुद का पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करें यही नहीं स्टूडियो देता है आपको पूरी आजादी कहीं भी कभी भी अपना पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करने की सिर्फ तीन आसान स्टेप्स में तो साथ में अपना पॉडकास्ट शुरू करने के लिए तैयार जस्ट हॉप ऑन हब हॉपर सिंपली कॉन्टेंट